Mammoth Hello and welcome to Movie Autopsy. I'm Paul Culliver. And I'm Anthony McCormack. Paul, the movie we're talking about today is all about boxing. Yeah, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B.A. Podcast unlocked. Our movie today is... Southpaw. Rich white man loses everything and then eventually gains it back again. That's You don't even need to see the movie now. <laughs> no, you don't. Well, it is very, like, the whole thing I was sitting through thinking, this is very Joseph Campbell. Yeah. Like, it's hero's journey, but in boxing terms. Isn't every sporting movie this? Mm. Like, what sporting movie is not this? As As well as, like, there was something interesting going on where I felt like Jake Gyllenhaal... Gyllenhaal? Gyllenhaal? Jake G, my buddy. <laughs> I think, yeah, either. I think it's Gyllen these days, but I think you could be forgiven for going either way. Do you think one of the reasons why he and Maggie are such good actors yeah. is that their name kind of fluctuates between you don't know how to say it. <laughs> Even their name's a chameleon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You see where I'm going. But he just seems like the whitest thing about this movie. And you know, what I, you know what I mean? It's it's almost like, you know, they had someone else like a like a Jamie Fox or a Tyrese Gibson, and the studio head said, "Look, we like them, we like them a lot, but uh, you got a lot of people in this movie who uh, aren't white, and <laughs> maybe just maybe just one put one or two of them in there." Oh boy. You think? <laughs> That's, yeah, it's concerning. Look, yeah, look, let's get into it. Let's talk yes. about this movie. I guess there's spoilers, but I mean, the spoiler, the real big spoiler is, are they going to follow the same formula as every other movie where the sports star starts on top? Yep. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Uh, so we're yeah. going to talk about the film in depth. Uh, the best way, though, for there to be no spoilers... Is if you've seen the movie. And, uh, but no need. <laughs> what? I'm going I'm to go out on a limb and say... It's not a bad film. Yeah. It doesn't add anything for me. For me. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't disagree. And I think um, Jake, as per usual, is very, very good. Um, I, I've i gotten to the point now, I forget what Jake, like, back to zero is. You know <laughs> what I mean? I, I, if anyone out there knows Jake Gyllenhaal in real life, can you get in touch with us and let us know? <laughs> well, who is he? Is, who is, who he? is he and is he okay? Is he okay? We want to know. Because his last two right. roles, this. Yes. And then uh, Leo Bloom in uh, Nightcrawler, I believe yeah. is his name, which is a very dark and disturbing oh, character yeah. as well. And he was in um, Prisoners with um, Hugh Jackman. And I can't remember his name. He was a police officer. But I remember he had a really strange name, like Dr. Labyrinth or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he was not going to mess anyone. <laughs> he was knocking people on people's doors. Like, I am Dr. Labyrinth. Can I ask you a few questions? <laughs> that is so weird. Oh. <laughs> wow. He's, he's very good. Um, I mean, everyone is very good. In this. Okay. 50 Cent is in this movie. Yeah. And and at the start, and he's like doing the right thing. He's like being a good agent mm. uh, to Jake Gyllenhaal. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but then he turns... He turns and the real 50 Cent comes out. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, this is 50 Cent. This is what I know. 
it's not biography. <laughs> you know, I'm, I don't, I don't know that much about Fifty Cent. I have to be honest. All I know <laughs> is what I've been told. A lot of what I've been told is out of school. I understand he's been shot at, at last count that I heard read eight times. And I have to sort of ask the question. Normally, I'm very sympathetic. Uh, if you get shot, I say, "Well, that should not have happened." <laughs> But, That's your default. But I have to say, if you are, you know, if you have 50 Cent's kind of power and his status and his prestige and his Hollywood friends, and you're getting shot that many times, like, at some point you have to say, maybe I should stop pissing people off. Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I've, I, I'm saying I'm laying a lot down here and I feel like 50 Cent is not the kind of guy I want to make an enemy out of. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> My point this is all. This is all a lot of. You, you're throwing a lot of shade here. Well, this this is how Fifty Cent has been explained to me. Okay. In the, in the like like Breaking Bad, for example. Yeah. And there was a storyline in that where it's a drug addict and he gets kicked out of his house. Aaron Paul Jesse. Aaron Paul's Jesse gets kicked out of his house, and the house gets bought. Like you know, the parents sell the house to you know whoever. Oh, turns out it's Jesse has bought the house <laughs> yeah. from under their noses. And that's a success story. You feel good about that. Whereas 50 Cent in his real life, and he, you know, same as you or I, Paul, (laughs) might come up across people we don't like, Uh, right? And 50 Cent comes up against people he doesn't like, and he buys their houses from under their noses in much the same way. But instead of being, oh, yay, underdog, he's like, (laughs) he kicks kicks them out. (laughs) Can I, can I? Okay. Yeah. Can we bring this back this, to the movie autopsy yes, of Southpaw yeah, 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 rather yeah. than unfounded character assassination of rapper and actor Curtis Fifty Cent Jackson? Yeah. No. Look. That's, can we do that? That's why. Can I say this? This is not actually happened. By the way, I need to make that clear. I'm yeah. not saying that he buys houses and kicks people out. It's just the vibe. <laughs> That's the vibe I get. And that's why I believed him. I'm bringing it back now. That's why I believed him as that agent. And and late in the game where he sort of whispers to the evil fighter, the fighter we don't like, he says, this guy, this sucker over here, he only got six weeks to train. That's all I gave him, six weeks. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's believable. Does he ever actually do anything wrong? He just follows the money, man. But he never, in, he never in screws the anyone over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, I'm, talk- <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about the movie. I don't okay. know what you're talking about. All right, all right. We're going to talk about the movie. Okay. I'm f- yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he shows himself to not be <laughs> the best say, friend. Live and let live, and maybe you won't get shot so many times. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, you're, so- you're victim blaming now. <laughs> I'm talking about the movie. I'm talking about oh. the agent character in the movie. <laughs> yeah, and all those times he got shot. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening anymore. I'm sorry. Uh, can I say uh, the one redeeming uh, part of this film? The yes. absolutely one redeeming part. Finally, mm-hmm. the origin story of, of Forrest Whitaker's eye. Yes. Finally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love, like, all the roles he's been in, his eye's been like that, and we've accepted him. We've accepted Mr. Whitaker. Yes. Face and all. <laughs> yeah. Now finally someone has written a script where they get to talk about Forrest Whitaker's eye and I want to kiss that the screenwriter on the lips for that. Well, it's interesting you bring that up. I was trying to work out in my head whether that was normal Forrest Whitaker eye or whether they said we're going to make your eye a bit foggy in this one 
And he's like, oh, we'll use this weird eye I've got. Because, <laughs> you know, it's believable. It was like Ed Helms in Hangover. They're like, do any of you have replaceable teeth or, you know, fillings or whatever, fa- false teeth? And Ed Helms goes, me. And they go, we can use that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why? Well, look, I audibly laughed when, when uh, Jake Gyllenhaal was like, what's the deal with the, with the eye? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm like, finally, you know, someone's asked him. You know what it Not lo- to be mean. Yeah. I'm not being mean about it. Yeah, I just I like that there's this Hollywood actor, very good actor. He's been in a lot of great things. Yeah, he's got an eye like that. It's a little bit funky. You don't want to make a thing out of it, but is there something wrong funky. with that freaky <laughs> eye? I'm not saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, is that I like that he's gotten work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, commenting yeah. on yeah. Hollywood here. Okay, despite right. Hollywood's yep. problem with you know desire for symmetry. Yes, that's all. Well, I, yeah. Because he's such a good actor. You know what I find interesting is that young Forrest Whitaker, um, and it's kind of like the opposite of Matthew Broderick, where, <laughs> where Matthew Broderick started off very, very cool as Ferris Bueller, mm. and then just gradually all his film roles became, it's almost like he was typecast as the cool kid, and he's like, no, I don't want to play cool anymore. I want to play nerdy and, and insecure and, you know. And it's like Forrest Whitaker has gone the opposite path where he started off as a very, you know, cuddly, lovable, friendly guy. Hey, I don't know what I'm doing all the time, <laughs> but I try my best. I got heart. And nowadays, like, you fast forward now to Southport and he is a badass. You know, but like a badass with a heart. Yes. You know the vibe I get from Forrest Whitaker? Tell me. Is that I feel like if you say had a home and say, like, uh, you got forced out of that home. Because, like, someone didn't like you. They yes. say bought that home off you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm with you now. I'm on the same page. Say a 50 Cent bought your home yes. from you, yeah. from underneath you. <laughs> you didn't know it was 50 Cent. You don't even you just, know. You just, you get told. Your house has been and bought. And you, you, you're getting kicked out of your house. Yes. The next thing you know, someone knocks on the door and goes, excuse me, you can stay. I've bought your house back for you. That person, Forrest Whitaker. Yes. <laughs> You know what? Yes. <laughs> Perfectly cast as like goody and baddie. Yeah. They they really like buying houses. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, well, see, Forrest Whitaker for me does two things incredibly in this. And, and Forrest Whitaker, I mean the character, um, but also Forrest Whitaker playing the character. Yeah. But uh, number one, he gives you the stakes because when he tells you that I story and it doesn't sort of, this is what happened in my brain anyway. Like, if a movie can make you fear something that hasn't actually happened, mm. and once or twice or three times early in the movie, there's, like, a cut above the eye, and you're like, oh, you know, I guess this happens all the time, whatever. And then Forrest Whitaker tells his story about this, like, nothing fighter. Like, you know, he was nothing. He, I was beating the crap out of him. He didn't even... He couldn't hold a candle to me. Mm. And And... You, like you million dollar baby vibes, you know what I mean? Like something can go wrong, and this could turn into a very sad movie. And the wink of an eye, the wink <laughs> of a Forrest Whitaker crazy freaky eye. So whoa! So in the final, in the final match, yeah, between good guy and bad guy. Oh, were you scared for the eye? I was starting to think. Hang on. Oh. Forrest Whitaker has signposted this, as well as the bad fighter is fighting badly. Like, he's breaking the rules. Yeah. He's doing low blows. He's sledging. 
Like it's it, this is Karate Kid he, style. He's Nick Kyriosing. Yes, all over the place. It, like it's going to be Daniel's son, you know, hobbled. Yeah, that's that's a reference. <laughs> so much just beating up of. Pe- I, yes. I I like. Does this movie do anything like the wrestler doesn't do? Like it's mm. I don't know. Like you know what I'm really interested. In? Like how many punches did Jake Gyllenhaal actually have to take? Oh. to film this. Yes, I'm in. Like, I'm amazed. Like, because like, there looks like they're connecting. There's yeah, no way yeah. they didn't film that much realistic boxing without Jake getting beaten up a bit, right? Yeah, and you have to imagine like the director, you know, sitting behind the with the styrofoam cup, and, like you know, action and cut. Sorry, Jake. I have to be honest. I really wasn't paying attention. Can we go again on that one? <laughs> you know, like you have to imagine. There are all the cuts that are in the movie. There are more that they probably filmed. They would have had to film so much. And what I'm really curious about is, did they choreograph? I guess they probably would have. Did they choreograph absolutely all of those punches? Oh, yeah. Or just let them go. Or just let them go and then piece together the storyline of the... I imagine they had to choreograph it. Because it's really interesting watching that. And particularly in the final bout. Yeah. That goes for a long time. Like, that's at least five minutes of boxing, right? Which, to film that with all the cuts and everything, like, that's a lot. I was interested how it played on me in the the boxing at the start of the movie. Yeah. And I didn't know how to feel about it. I was like, oh, this... Like, I've never been exposed to boxing. Mm. Um, I've never had someone sit me down in Madison Square Garden and watch a boxing match. Anyone who wants to do that's fine. I'll let Have you do that. Have you ever been punched in the face? I well, I think so. <laughs> I can't quite remember. Can't quite remember. But why are you I, winking at me? <laughs> but at the st- <laughs> sorry, that's just your eye. <laughs> my eye. Uh, did I ever tell you the story about my eye? That's for another time. Um, the the start of the movie, I'm thinking this is kind of barbaric, and I don't like oh. that. Like, and and Rachel McAdams. Oh, Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. And but she's saying you're going to be punched drunk and I'm like this is ter- like the damage that you are taking to your yeah. body and like what you are okay with as well. Like you come off and you are beaten to a pulp and you're bleeding everywhere and you're spitting out blood. You wake up the morning after you're still sp- spitting out blood. And I'm like how many times have you done this in your life? Yeah. That you have, you know, it's 49 matches undefeated or something like that yeah. by the start of the movie. And so I'm like, oh, is boxing good or bad? I don't know. It, <laughs> I maybe, mean, he has a mansion. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> that's good, right? I guess that's good. But um, by the end of the movie, I kind of, and it's the same thing. It's the same boxing, but just because I hated that other guy so much. And I hated him just because he seemed like a really bad sport. Right, he could have just been a good a good player that was also the other you know good player. Yeah, like he to 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 beat. Like he do he does all that stuff at the start. Like you know he gets in the room. He's like, "Have a fight with me! Have a fight with me!" And Jake's all like, "Yeah, whatever, buddy." And then he he causes the ruckus. He causes the ruckus. The you know, or, Rachel McAdams, no more in the movie. Or does Jake Gyllenhaal cause the ruckus? Well, that's that's the uh, that's the second thing that he I never... really like that Forrest Whitaker yeah. does is that the entire movie seems to be happening on autopilot, and yeah. Forrest Whitaker is the first one in the movie that says to Jake Gyllenhaal, "What did you do?" He never confronts that though. 
Like, I really like The Forest brings that up, but it's almost like it was kind of obvious that he needed to face that, and he never really did. He just went, I'll just keep boxing then, shall I? I, I feel moderation. I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but, like, the start of the movie is he only controls himself because he has Rachel McAdams whispering in his ear saying, calm down. Yeah. And when everything bad happens is when he doesn't listen to Rachel McAdams saying, calm down. By the end of the movie, the same, the exact same scenario is presented to him that this bad fighter guy is like whispering in his ear about some, some filth about Rachel McAdams. And I, I'm sorry, Paul, I think that's disgusting. I like Rachel McAdams. I think she's wonderful. Yeah. And he has no right to speak about her in that way. So when he flips out then, like you believe it, but you're kind of hungry. This was me anyway. Yeah. The calm has to kind of come from inside him. Yeah. He has to be the one to make the, the decision. Because the whole point of the movie up until then is that if the people who are giving you the sense and the logic and the reason are out of the room, you're not going to be reasonable. Yeah. So you have to do that for yourself. And I feel like the one cheat that the movie takes is that Forrest Whitaker is the character that says, calm down. Yeah. And it's not Jake Gyllenhaal that decides it for himself. So you think that's a, that's a negative? Well, yeah. I mean, in, this, in a certain way, the movie has to wrap itself up believably yeah. in two hours. <laughs> so We got two hours. Let's, yeah. Let's wrap this. Yeah, I don't know. Like, obviously, look, all the, all the stuff is interesting. Like, it's... I didn't. I really didn't know what the synopsis for this film was. I didn't know yep, that the death yep. was coming. I didn't know any of that stuff. And so, I mean, the first, the first, you know, twenty minutes, I'm like, oh god, they're really trying to emphasize the fact that this is a happy family. Like, he's got some anger issues, but gosh, they love each other. Yeah. And like, it was like banging me over the head with that, being like, I love you, I love you. Oh, yeah. I said it first. <laughs> I was like, this is way too perfect. Right. Like. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, okay, well, something cracks, and then the thing cracks, and then he just goes off the deep end, and it's like, all right. And then it's like he's he reaches out for help, and then he gets the help, and then it's like, oh, well, he needs, you know, I'm like, well, this movie isn't going to end with the one big fight. Oh, the guy turns up to offer the one big fight, and then the one big fight happens, and he wins it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I, like, I, I was like, I don't know if I'm meant to care for this guy. Oh, he got brought up through the system. Yeah. So should I feel sorry about him because of that? Like, oh, he he doesn't know how to handle himself. Is it the system's fault? But also he had millions and millions of dollars and he fucked it all up. So He really did, yeah. Like yeah. even when the accountant is like, You're broke and you need more money. And and my this is what I'm thinking, I'm like, do you know what I could do if I lived in a mansion like that and had assets yeah. like that that you could liquefy? Right. And you don't need this big house anymore. Like, like, <laughs> like he, he just loses it. Yeah. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, and then it's like at the end of the film, it's like, oh, I made it. I redeemed myself. All right, well now you're just like the rest of us, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like your whole journey, now you're just like everybody else. Oh, look, you've probably got even more money again. Yeah, don't well, fuck yeah. it up again. Well, yeah, I was kind of like, is he now that he's won that one fight? Is he walking away from it, and he's going to be working with the gym? You'd hope so. Or is he walking away from the gym? And (laughs) let me know what happens at that gym. Like, Forrest Whitaker knows what's up. He's like, all right, I'll train you. But the second you win the match, you're probably never going to speak to me again. So you have to promise me that you'll treat your daughter okay after that, after we lose contact Yeah. on that night, (laughs) the night of. 
Uh, also, I hope that, you know, when he gives him the belt at the very end? Yeah. I hope that he also pays for, like, the security <laughs> to house that belt in the, in the gym. Oh, so, no. You know what I mean? Like, well, you can't just put, a, like, a, a title, you know, belt. I don't know what the title was. Midweight champion, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, you can't just put that in, like, a, you know, a rundown uh Oh, are you stereotyping now, Paul? No, but yeah, it's, yeah it's no. Presented I'm, in film. Yeah, a, yeah. No, you know you, what I mean. You, it's just you're running right. on the. It's not the new and fancies. It's You've just, got people who are desperate and hungry. Lock and, lock and key. Yeah. In the in the you know. That's true. Uh, I hope. That, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I hope he pays for a, a security system. I didn't for, think of that. The but... That's the first thing. I, I'm very pragmatic when watching yeah. these films. I was like, well, don't just give it to him. Someone's going to steal it. Well, you know, this is my thought, and we all know the ha-ha, very funny story about I went to see the Biggie Smalls movie, and I didn't realize that it was based on an actual <laughs> true story Yeah, in which the Biggie Smalls actually dies at the end. Yeah. I thought the man on the screen was Biggie Smalls playing himself, and I'm a little disappointed that that still hasn't happened yet, that we don't have a rapper, and I reckon 50 Cent is the guy to do it. That he makes his own... Didn't he make his own movie, Get Rich or Die Trying? I don't know. But someone has to make a movie where they play themselves, but it's like a Mr. Burns kind of, you truly are the king of kings. Like, just exaggerating how good they are. You know what I mean? Because they they do that in their music, and I want to see them cross-promote. And then die at the end? No, not not die at the end. But that's what I thought the Biggie Smalls movie was. I feel terrible for saying so. I'm very ignorant. (laughs) 50 Cent, yeah, Get Rich or Die Trying. 2005, I haven't seen that. So does he play himself in that yeah, movie? Yeah, Marcus as as Curtis. Ma- Marcus as Curtis. Marcus as Curtis 50, Curtis 50 Cent Jackson. So I don't know whether he's playing himself or if he's... I'm very confused. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Marcus or I'm 50 Cent. <laughs> I guess so you'll have to... So many names. I guess you'll have to watch that film or yeah. die trying. It's like, oh, no, did 50 Cent buy my house? No, no, it's okay. It's a guy named Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. Yeah. I thought he was going to kick me out of my own house. He also said his name was 50 Cent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, look, I just, I don't have a lot to say. Uh, look, but, but I thought that was a true... Anyway, the end of that is I thought that was a true story. I'm watching Southpaw and yeah. I'm like, oh, is this a true story that I didn't realize? Because I'm not up on the world of boxing. Right. In the same way that I wasn't up on Biggie Smalls' music in his career. So, um, at the very, very end of the credits was the, the you know, this is a fictitious story and any similarity to actual people is, is intentional. But I do give the movie sort of credit for, at, at a late stage, I still didn't know. Maybe this is a real life story. Like, it felt believable. Yeah. In a lot is of ways. Southpaw, I'm trying to look this up. Is, they say Southport right at the end. Was that meant to be the uppercut? I believe so, yes. So he wins with a Southport. So the name of the film is like yeah. the ending. Like if you knew what a Southport was, oh, you'd a, walk a, in. A left-handed boxer who leads with the right hand. Oh. Mm. Do, you, do you think it's fair to compare Southport to the Karate Kid? Because I feel like what he was doing with his shoulder... Is a little bit like Daniel San standing <laughs> up on one leg, you know. All I mean? right, all like, right. Do it like for the first time. He's defending himself. Yeah, oh, I like that. That's nice. Yeah, I just this film. 
it wasn't bad. It was directed nicely. I like yeah. like I like particularly in the last in the boxing scene as he got groggy and groggier. The the camera movements got groggier and groggier. That was a nice little yes. like a little bit more shaky, a little bit more wavy. Yep, he was walking wavy. Yes, walking wavy. Oh, you and feel I, it, and I like that. I really like that. It was direct. Was it, is this meant to be an Oscars contender? It almost seems too early in the year. Did it taste a bit Oscarsy? A little bit, but I don't think it deserves it. Yeah, well, it. I feel like it was really well done, but what it was that was well done is kind of unnecessary. But yeah. it's it's like you don't feel bad for having seen it. I think Jake Gyllenhaal played played really well. Someone that had been hit in the head too many times. He did that yeah. well. Yeah, <laughs> his ability to to stumble and slur and look confused, not that easy. Yeah. Quite convincing. So I, I like that, and I like that the character is like the guy that sort of messes up tables and bangs up the chair in the bar. And there's almost a sense of like, once upon a time in his youth, he would do that and people would pay attention. Mm. And I like that whenever that happens in the movie, no one really bats an eyelid. Like the first time it's 50 Cent and 50 Cent's are like, if you weren't going to tip that table, I was going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the second time's with Forrest Whitaker, and he's he, Forrest Whitaker just sits at the bar. He like Jake storms out, and then storms back in again. He's like, "I'm sorry, you know, putting bills on the counter, sort of thing." And I, yeah, I kind of like that. I mean, really, what the story is is about him. How do you get a cool head when, especially like the career that you're in, is not conducive to cool headedness? Yeah. Um, and I thought the movie lived and died with that scene where Forrest Whitaker is like, it, it basically keeps coming back to the question of what did you do? And Jake Gyllenhaal is like, I don't understand what you're asking me. Like my wife was shot. It was this other guy. He's like, yeah, but what did you do? He's like, what, 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 what? <laughs> and Forrest Whitaker just nails it. Like, I don't know if this is written. I don't know if Forrest Whitaker's like, let me try a line here. You know, <laughs> you never know how these things end up in the movie. But when he's like, you don't even, I, I, the exact line, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like, you, you don't even know what the question is. Yeah. Which is just perfect. Yeah. Uh, props to her name, Una Lawrence, double O-N-A. I've never come across that before. Is the uh, is Leela? Mm-hmm. Uh, she's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. It was just like let's just like super grounded, considering she lives in a goddamn mansion and her dad's a boxer with yes. anger issues. Yes. Remarkably well adjusted. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I'm, I'm very and like that she knows that she can, you know, Naomi uh, Harris saying, "Oh, she doesn't want to see you today." Yeah. And I'm like, if I was a kid and I knew I had that kind of power, you know what I mean? Like, she's very well adjusted. She she pulls that card just enough time. It's like, Anthony, your, you know, punch drunken boxer father is here to see you. You know, with the rage issues, that father that you got. <laughs> and I'm all like, oh, I'm let him in, I guess. I really liked to be honest, the, the bit where she did the, the spelling test and she did two words. And I'm like, all right, that's enough. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> and she's you, like, that's all you get today. That's what you get. Yeah. 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 I quite like that. That was good. Uh, look, yeah, I like interesting, heartbreaking, I guess. <laughs> but uh, ultimately, it was so formulaic in a way, really, that I was yeah. like, okay, well, wh- white boy has to figure out his issues now. If, go, go do that. Yeah. Oh, you've done that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. More or less. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, 
almost to the stage now where I would like to see a movie where it is, you know, Tyrese Gibson, mm. but Jake Gyllenhaal is, you know, the 50 Cent guy. Yeah. Is his agent or whatever. Which is not to say that I'd want 50 Cent out of a job. You know, we'll get him another movie. I want to see a sports film like this where they go, no, I can't get to the top again. I'm done. Yes. I'm out. See that? Yes. I reckon that's a Coen Brothers film. What do you reckon? That is, to me, like, the movies, like, 20 years ago. Like, I think of, like, Rocky, obviously. Yeah. um, Where it's kind of like the lead up to, oh, I hope I win. And I feel like a lot of movies these days are like, the very start of the movie is, oh, I've won. But what now? Yeah. And I I kind of liked that Southpaw started there. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like more movies are probably going to start there. Because I feel like that's the struggle these days, is that a lot of people get told, you need to win, you need to win, you need to win. And it's like the G- Jake Gyllenhaal situation, where he's won, but um, he hasn't dealt with things like the emotional, the, you know, the rage, the... All of these issues yeah. that he's got himself inside himself. And he hasn't had to. He hasn't had to confront them. Yeah. And that's the thing. is like, yeah, as you say, like, him confronting his rage was in the ring. But why was the resolution in the ring? Yes. Did, it, did it always have to be? I don't know. I just... I just... I often get asked that question. Why must the resolution be done in the ring? And I say, well, that's just the natural order of things, uh... you know? <laughs> Um, I have to finish up. Anthony, unfortunately, we have to stop the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I've just got an eviction notice. Oh, no. 50 Cent has bought the house. Oh, no. You see what I'm telling you, Paul? Uh, it's all right. I'm calling Forrest Whitaker now. He, okay. he might be able to out. That's our Movie Autopsy for Southpaw. Thanks so much for listening. Please tweet at us, at Movie Autopsy. We're on Twitter. Uh, we're also on Facebook. Look us up there. Yes. Uh, you can subscribe to us. If you haven't done that... If you're just listening to this, it's, it's like a friend's like, hey, yeah. listen to this. And you're like, whoa, what's this? What is it? Oh, I don't understand. <laughs> Go to your iTunes app, podcast app of choice. Search movie autopsy. Is there more? Yeah. What, what do you mean it's all for free? There's so many episodes. That's incredible. All for free. Wow. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> I'm sold. Search movie autopsy. Hit that subscribe button. Get it. Get it. <laughs> I've been Paul Culliver. I've been Anthony McCormack. We'll see you next time. See you then.